0: Louise show.
1: I'm Thelma. And I'm Louise. Oh damn it, I did that wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's that damn film show. Which, which I can I can never remember which way around the names were. Um Thelma is the older one or the younger, younger one, one? The younger one. Uh Gina Davis. I suppose I am the older of the two of us, so that makes sense. That yeah. I'd be that I'd be Louise.
0: You know, now I'm confused. Maybe
1: Could no, be I, I think I am, right? Let's have a look. Well, welcome to that damn film show anyway yeah hello episode Ooh, we might be on 30 we might be on 30 yeah it's got to be because we're there's... on episode 30 yeah we're into triple triple digits. tens i don't fucking know yes <laughs> we were already in we were, we're not in du- triple digits double digits like another 70 episodes <laughs> 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 we're just into the third third ten the tertiary stage yeah i think
0: uh yes, uh it is. It was what we thought. So old Thelma. older was, Thel- younger no. was Thelma younger was Yeah,
1: older was Louise. Yes. Oh my god, they should do a Flintstones parody with Wilma is it Wilma? Wilma. Wilma. Wilmer and what was Flint, Fred's wife? It is Wilma. Wait, what's Oh yeah, it's uh Barney's
0: wife you mean Barney's wife. Betty. Betty. Wilmer and Betty. <laughs> This <laughs> still doesn't work. <laughs> I was thinking of introducing it by going, Thelma. <laughs> because I, in my head, I confused it that it was Thelma, Flintstone, mm. but it is Wilma. So, it is Wilma. Yeah. Anyway. There we go. If you hadn't a guessed. We're talking about.
1: The Flintstones. Yeah. On the run. Yeah.
0: No, we're wait. are about... There isn't
1: an on the run Flintstones film. You're lying. They're always on the run. Have you not seen the little car oh, with the dinosaur? But they're the... running, not necessarily on the run. Yeah, but the act of running, you're on the run. I suppose so. That means any could be running. But then again, we did do Run, Fatboy, Run. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's on the but run. But we are talking about Thelma and Louise <laughs> this week.
0: <laughs> um, so it is your glorious turn. I will do the socials quickly. Yes. I remembered. While I uh, have a sip of my drink. Oh, sweet, sweet Hector. Uh, we have facebook.com forward slash... That Filmer and Louise show. No, I'm not going to do it. And Twitter.com forward slash that damn film show. Uh, Down film Wait, show. start over because you haven't
1: said the first one yet. So Facebook.com oh, sorry, forward yeah, slash yeah. that damn, that film, damn show. film
0: show. And Twitter.com forward slash Damn film show. And Instagram, Instagram with a shitload of underscores. Uh, that damn film show with underscores in between each word. Shitload of underscores. Shitload of underscores. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah. We're, we're churning out as much as we can
1: yeah. We've got some hints We've got some trivia We've got, got some, some films, films of the week. week Which I keep forgetting to do on Wednesdays And end up on Thursdays the same day as our quote As our hints for the podcast So I'm going to try and do it on Wednesday next week But I'll inevitably forget so I apologise to myself in advance
0: Okay <laughs> <laughs> um, And we also have silly pictures on Instagram do. Which That's are linked in some way um, But I looked
1: at the one today It did make me laugh uh, hang on. That
0: was the clue for this one,
1: was it? Hang on. uh, wait, I with
0: just... with Brad, Brad Boy. Oh,
1: wait, hang on it's literally the first thing that came. Brad Boy. So it's a picture of Brad Pitt. Yep. Br- picture of does it just say chase?
0: Yeah, it's just a chase. car, stock car chase.
1: The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Simpsons yeah, episode. Of course, Simpsons. And then guy, I don't recognize.
0: That's Van Morrison who does some of the music for the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was my curveball one. Because I thought, I got to Simpsons, I thought maybe that would give it away. Mm. So, throwing Van.
1: But at the same no time, not ev- I suppose like not everyone would have seen that Simpsons episode. Yeah. All Which I is know. why Instagram is a great platform for fucking with people. Exactly. Anyway. Am I synopsizing? You are. I am synopsizing. Okay, well, I've got to do everything. Yeah, f- yes. I I set up, well actually you set up the equipment as well now, so I can't really say how I set up the equipment. Yeah. I store the equipment. I suppose then again we both are in the ha- <laughs> both rent the house, so we both kind of store it. I <laughs> I bought the recorder by myself. Damn it.
0: <laughs> He's got me guys. Exactly. Uh
1: yes, Thelma and Louise. Uh this is pretty much quintessential on the run film, really. Mm. Uh two women uh, decide Thelma and Louise, believe it or not. Uh decide to go on a road trip to sp- uh, you know, one I think Thelma Thelma's the younger one. Thelma's the younger one is fed up of her husband and doesn't tell him that she's going away because he's an asshole. And he's also Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, which I couldn't get over. Um, <laughs> anyway, they go on a on a trip. Thelma and Louise let their hair down. They go out into a nightclub, and Thelma gets uh a bit too drunk, and then something ends up happening, and Louise does something that means that they have to go on the run. And basically, the rest of the film is their character development and them on a basically massive ass road trip. And it's cutting between the cops trying to find them and them running and how their character development goes through. And Brad Pitt's in it at one point. Yeah, kind of nice, sort of film nicely well. cryptic. Oh yes. um, but can't give away everything. No, but we've got the gist. But if you've seen Wayne's World two, you know how the ending is. So. Oh, that that's the Thelma episode. and Louise ending. Well, yes, I'm the Simpsons episode, but that has a slightly different ending, which is funny. So oh,
0: anyways. yeah, true, true. I forgot about that, yeah. Um, but if you
1: haven't, we won't spoil it until the, you know, specified spoiler zone. I feel like I need to get the th- *The Wayne's World, let's do the Thelma and Louise ending in here somewhere. But I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'll think At something. some
0: point, we'll have to do Scooby-Doo somehow, and then we can do let's do Scooby-Doo ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that does mean watching, because...
1: The only films of Scooby-Doo are goddamn awful, so... I have no idea if the animated one was any good, that new one, but... Pfft, probably not. Probably not.
0: No, no, that's me That's be- me being judgmental and harsh. You know, I'm just, you know, assuming I shouldn't
1: do that. You're probably right. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, this is one we both haven't seen. Yes, it was one we both nice. haven't seen. It's considered a classic at this point. Yeah, um, I don't know how we both haven't seen it. No, them. just never really come up. but We failed. We did. As human beings. But we have now succeeded because we seen the beans. film. <laughs> 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 um, but I really, but really I enjoyed this film. I thought so it was really I. damn good. I'm, I've seen a few Ridley Scott films. I've seen Alien and the other Alien films he's made that were terrible. Mm-hmm. Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Both god-awful films, in my opinion. Prometheus is okay. It's boring as hell. Yeah, Prometheus just about gets away with it, uh, but Covenant's... Gladiator is good Gladiator Glad is great
0: um, I do actually quite like the Robin Hood version Contra- i not seen Contrary it, to popular belief And I will admit that Russell Crowe's accent Is pretty bad <laughs> But I don't know It's it's gritty is what mm. I like about it And every other version of Robin Hood Is not being gritty Wait. Considering the themes of I like always it. think
1: Robin Hood's a fox to be honest The Disney versions <laughs> are That is a banging version to be honest um, what was he going to say? Russell Crowe's the fox. Yeah, news to me. <laughs> uh, what else has Ridley Scott made? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Blade Runner One. Strangely, I've seen Blade Runner One. I think I wasn't in the mood for it. or didn't pay enough attention because I can't remember it too well. But I do remember enjoying it. And then I really enjoyed Blade Runner Two. And I love the cyberpunk style. So if I rewatch it, I'll probably love it. I just can't remember it well enough. Which cut did you watch? Uh I couldn't fucking tell you. I think it was. I watched it from the version that was in our uni library, the director's did, cut, Did it have the... Uh, you might not
0: remember if you don't remember it well, but he has a dream about a unicorn, and then at the end,
1: there's like a tiny unit foil unicorn. I think there was the dream of the unicorn. I don't remember the foil or not. I need to rewatch that because yeah. I want to rewatch the second, so I need to rewatch the first. So, so
0: basically, the sequel follows on from that... Speci- I think it's the final cut. Okay. Um.
1: What else has Ridley Scott made? I <laughs> do um, you know if I've watched it.
0: Black Rain is a really good one. Do you I remember that, that biker one with Michael Douglas I was watching? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, made that. That's did. a really good one. Um, um, American sorry. Gangster is fantastic. Uh, Denzel Washington.
1: I don't think I've seen that either, actually. Body
0: of Lies is really good. Leonardo DiCaprio. I
1: strangely didn't know he was British. Yeah. Weird. I'm looking at his thing now. So he made... What, oh yeah, Alien, Alien Covenant. Oh dear God, Gladiator. Oh, and Martian. Martian's a great film. Martian's good. Uh, but I don't really know. Haven't seen American Gangster. Haven't Brilliant. seen Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven's good. Haven't seen Black Hawk Down. Oh, Hannibal Down. Oh, Black, Hannibal. Down is, yeah. Black Hawk Down is Down is a really good war film. So he made Hannibal, but not any of the other Silence of the Lambs sort of series films. No,
0: they're uh, all different directors for the for the
1: um. <laughs> um I can't even talk properly. I haven't seen The Grey, although I've heard that's pretty good. No, I haven't. He didn't make that anyway, did he? Oh, it's doing the stupid Google and it's telling me films he directed, but he didn't actually direct them because probably just did something what really he based on them. maybe producing. Uh, and that's, I think, all of his films that I've seen. Legend is okay, Tom Cruise.
0: Not legend. that legend, another legend. I'm it's a fantasy. Sure. It's a bit I've dated, but it's it's Okay
1: either way um he's done some great yeah. films i saw uh on rewatching alien i really enjoyed it in cinema but i feel it didn't hold up that well on dvd i felt the atmosphere was lost a lot mm-hmm. it's almost like the the audio editing for the dvd versions isn't very good which i know did happen quite a lot during that period for example i think inception on dvd um that's a big thing on line about it having like terrible au- terrible audio quality that right. for some reason when they converted it to D V D it was wasn't done right. Uh, but the Blu ray re- version is fine. Okay. So maybe that's why I didn't like Alien the first time. Well, I didn't dislike it, I just didn't get the hype, whereas when we saw it in cinema I did. Be interesting um, to see if the Blu ray of Alien sorts plays out. better, yeah. yeah. Um but I thought this that and Louise was it was such a simple concept mm. and a simple setup and then it's just two two female characters that just uh, what's what I'm looking for develop really well over the course of the film. And I w- problem is I already knew what the ending was before I saw it. Most people who've heard of Thelma Noise mm. probably know what the ending was. I wish I didn't know that because that would be so much bigger impact. Doing like holy shit, that's how it ends. Like, but yeah, I'm sure at was... the time
0: it probably
1: yeah it and, was
0: and it's quite. For for that sort of film, it's yeah.
1: quite a brave direction to go, <clears throat> and um, I think the the journey of the film is very much the best part. Like the ending is good, even unfortunately already knowing what it was. The journey was still like really interesting to watch, and the character development of the both of them was brilliant. I thought hmm. so. Yeah. Whether or not I think it's my favorite, actually no, yeah, I'll say that. I think it's I think it's my favourite really Scott because oh, wow. I can't remember the first Blade well enough Blade Runner well enough to know if I would say it's one of my favorites. Um, Alien was good, but it did take me two attempts to actually enjoy it. Um and I don't remember Gladiator well enough to remember it. I haven't seen it in like at least fifteen years. So yeah, I'll probably say at the moment it's my favourite one, but I do need to rewatch Blade Runner. I think we should
0: watch both because I'd like to see them back to back. Because I have a feeling that, although the quality obviously improves quite drastically, Dennis Villeneuve seems to have captured what Ridley Scott did yeah, in the style. first one. So it'd be nice. Maybe it'll work better seeing <coughs> them next to each other.
1: Yeah, like in, like almost like one long film. Yeah, I could do that every a weekend sometime. Yeah,
0: yeah. Making moves, making plans. It's but Felmer and Louise, yeah, damn
1: good. For Cracker. Cracker. Really film.
0: good performances. Mm. Um, Gina Davis was, was good. I really enjoyed her performance. Louise? Felmer,
1: uh, But Susan Sarandon, for me, she's fantastic. See, I've seen Susan Sarandon in quite a few things, but I don't think I've seen Gina Davis, Gina Davis in much. Yeah. I don't recognise her face as such. She's not... <coughs> done as many, fi-
0: or maybe she has, but I've seen more of Sarandon's stuff. But there's Susan Sarandon's just brilliant at playing quite um, strong will characters. Um, she's kind of like a force to be reckoned mm. with. Um, but interestingly enough, with this film, she seems like the headstrong, determined, capable one. Mm. And as it goes on, there is a vulnerability to her, and um, yeah, she's kind of broken. Um, yeah, and that becomes more apparent, um, and she acts that really well. Um, and likewise, Gina Davis's performance is an interesting one because she's she's well, she's she, not a little bit naive. She's very yeah,
1: naive. She's very naive and very, um, uh, very trapped almost. Yeah. like yeah with like her marriage and everything yeah, yeah and she's her husband
0: and stuff she's a bit overly trusting to mm. strangers um, which you can understand because of her kind of suffocating relationship yeah um, she is younger than Louise as well um, but it's, it's a believable it's believable that she would be that gullible mm. just because of uh, the factors that have brought her to where she is like mm. I I think they do say at some point that she got married young, um, yeah. And obviously he's quite a controlling husband, so that's had an impact
1: on her how she how she would act.
0: Yeah, Um, so she doesn't really have the street smarts that Louise has. Also, there's a reason why Louise is kind of so switched on, which does become apparent later. Um, so it's well written. Um, the writer. Because it isn't written by Scott. It is written by... And this is where I can't find
1: it. <laughs> um, I did just have really Scott up on IMDb, so I could probably get it pretty quickly. Kali Kuri. Kali So what is written by a woman, then? Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. It,
0: and, uh, yeah, and it, it's, it makes a lot of difference. Um, and I think you really do get that perspective. Mm. They're fully
1: fleshed out characters. Because, um, like, I'm not saying, like... like obviously men can write female characters and obviously vice versa, but you're going to get a much more authentic one from someone who's actually lived that experience, you know, like it's just natural, but yeah, I did think they were particularly well written and very in depth. And it was very much like, um, uh, you saw, you see a lot of things from the perspective of a woman in, in that side of the film. I thought that was really well done. It did it without it being like, uh, it it wasn't like shoved down your throat sort of thing no. it was just kind of part of the story and it yeah. worked really well I thought
0: yeah definitely um, I'm trying to think of other performances you've got Harvey Keitel he was who the cop right How the cop. Yeah. Um, he's a really interesting character as well um, particularly because Keitel kind of at this point up until then he'd done a lot of gangster films with Scorsese Kind of got a reputation for being kind of a badass character could be play some quite mean characters mm. so an interesting kind of twist he's actually quite sympathetic even though he's pursuing them he's sympathetic to their cause um and he's trying to help them yeah um they're just very they they're too kind of far gone with the idea um But he is is trying his best to kind of, you know, stop stop them from making it worse for themselves. Mm. Um, And it's quite interesting how he's quite compassionate. You don't often see that in films where if it's like an FBI or the police and they're chasing fugitives or people on the run, they're usually quite cold and unwavering in their decisions about you know, or this this person's a criminal. It's very black and white, but he he does see it from their perspective. Mm. Um, so that was that was an interesting choice.
1: Yeah, I thought he was a, a particularly good character. To be fair, because this is something I was saying in the film is, a lot of the time when you have a story that's about like, uh, well, in this case, it's it's focused on on the women. They sometimes just like make the male male in general like the bad guy of the piece sort of thing whereas in this they didn't there was good good men and there was bad men and there was good women and there was bad women it's like you know it was real life sort of mm-hmm. thing um and yeah i think having him as like the main although he's somewhat the villain because he's trying to catch them but he's also pretty much the purest person out of a lot of them because he's like actually trying to help them rather than just arrest them he's like yeah. You know, he, he's trying... He understands that, you know, something obviously happened to make them do that and go on the run and everything. So he's not just like, oh, I've got to arrest them, they're criminals. He's like, well, no. You know, I'm going to actually try and help them. And it's all the other cops that are just like, nah, nah I've got to take them down. Yeah. Like uh, Mr. Bing from Groundhog Day is in it. Stephen Toblowski? Te-
0: didn't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, I his all name. I can remember is
1: Bing! He
0: plays Max. <laughs> yeah, no, and... um. It also does make it believable how he's he's they obviously chose him he'd be a main character because he's good at his job mm. um, and he's good at putting the pieces of the puzzle together and to be fair, the stuff that they do is quite messy mm. like when the stuff goes wrong which we'll talk about later because they're kind of big they're big points, but they're not actions of someone who's like you know. Knows what they're doing and is or is is unhinged from the star. Mm. You know their hands being forced, and it's not typical behaviour from them. And he figures that out because yeah. there's there's all the signs. The signs are there. Yeah, it doesn't add up for these people being. You know they've got no criminal records. Um, it's not
1: someone they could possibly have known because it's miles away. It happens miles away from where they live. Yeah. Um. And the. Doesn't give away too much, but the the bartender says a lot of information that kind of makes it obvious that you know.
0: Yeah, there's a few people that kind of defend them. Yeah. Say, oh no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. Um, even even the characters that are not rooting for them. So uh, you've got Christopher McDonald, who is Daryl, who is Thelma's husband. You mean Hugh McGavin Hugh <laughs> McEvan. Who's a
1: very funny character, but.
0: But well, it
1: He's funny but also dark and Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, he's horrible. But he's he horrible plays it so at, well. He's very
0: horrible at the start and quite quite mean and nasty. But as the film goes on his performance becomes more silly mm. and it but it's kind of to highlight that when he doesn't have film under his thumb, he's actually a very small man mm. and he's basically Spineless tip, Yeah. Um, and so it becomes a comedy performance of how ridiculous he is. Um, but even he's like in disbelief that what yeah what happens what's happened what's happening which again obviously the, the character of Howl is looking at and going well, you know, I don't think they intended for this to yeah. happen. So it's, yeah, it's interesting character development uh, uh, across the board really pretty much
1: for every character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, the only other actor to mention is Brad Pitt. Is in it at one point. Bradus Pittus. Right, Bra- uh, Pittus of Brad. Interestingly enough,
0: obviously Wh- everyone thinks Brad Pitt and George Clooney duo. You know, Ocean's trilogy. George Clooney auditioned for the role five times.
1: Really? Yeah. is <laughs> strange. I could see him in the role. He'd probably fit. To Maybe be he was a little bit too old. Yeah, cause that's he true because he's meant but... to be quite young, isn't he? In yeah. this, isn't he? How, did you find out if this was his first film or not?
0: It's not his first film, mm. but it's his. I would say it's probably his first major film. So mm. he's in a few kind of smaller films, and then he's in a lot of uncredited stuff. Oh yeah. So he'll be like surfer dude or something like that. So I can see Brad Pitt as a surfer dude. Well, he is in um <laughs> True Romance which I talked about before, good film. He plays a stoner in that, mm. and he's brilliant because he just sits on the sofa and d- does nothing, and he just goes, "Oh hey, man. And he's he literally <laughs> That's just... That's yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah, he's in a few scenes, and he, he doesn't
1: really do much. He's just constantly... Was like, that before with... this? No, that was
0: after. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, because this, uh, this was a film that came out the year of our birth as well. 91. Remember? Good year. Fine, yeah. fine, fine year. My son at the hedgehog.
0: Uh Nevermind by Nirvana, a bunch um, of other shit.
1: Terminate, Terminator, Terminator two, two, I think. Yeah. Terminator mm-hmm. Two. Uh,
0: there's loads. Mm. There is loads for '91.
1: One thing I did, actually, well, we, we've kind of done this a bit differently from normal, but we've talked about all the actors anyway. Uh, music by Hans Zimmer, very good. Lots Hans of Zimmer uh, frame. Yeah. Ha- ha- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got me. It's like 60s by now. Right? It's not yeah. Far off. Um. Or Hans Zinger because he's always zinging it with his he's doing some guitars he like the guitar in this was awesome like I I know he plays hundreds of instruments but I wonder if he hired someone to do the guitar or if he's doing it himself I, I briefly looked at the music
0: and there's different musicians as well as him so yeah. he probably conducted a group of musicians there is also a quite a good soundtrack as well mm. which like one of my hints has got Van Morrison it's got um bb king it's got martha reeves it's got quite a lot of well-known artists mm. but on top of that you've got hans zimmer's schoolwork which is not only good but really different
1: yeah it's not like to be fair like you'll be surprised how many films hans zimmer does you are like oh that doesn't sound like hans zimmer because he's got such a variable style yeah. like he did amazing spider-man 2 soundtrack right which is like really heavy techno Oh, the, uh, electro scene electros, and everything, yeah. yeah. So like, oh, he's definitely got a, a repertoire of different music because he did Pirates of the Caribbean as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. He did. Um, and then obviously all the Nolan films, like, obviously Inception is quite similar to like Dark Knight and stuff, but Interstellar is like completely bizarre. Oh man, yeah. Like the organs, organs and everything. Yeah, yeah, And then, oh, he didn't do Tenant, or- did he do Tenant, I don't think he did Dunkirk, no, that did he? No, Ludwig, yeah, of which is fucking awesome as well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best composers around. I'd probably say he's my favorite composer of like film at the moment. I mean, I like John Williams, but sometimes his music doesn't fit, yeah, like not probably not because of his own fault, fault but because director or the editor's putting it there. It's like Elfman, isn't it? It's the same yeah, thing. Elfman's it's... got the same problem. Um, that, yeah. is, that is one criticism. Criticism
0: I would have for this film, I d- I do feel on a few occasions they've still got the mute, the score as they're talking, mm. and I didn't like that so much.
1: It didn't quite fit for you? Mm, no, I,
0: I felt like maybe it took away a bit of the drama um, because it felt a bit music videoy. Uh, um, okay. Because the thing about Thelma and Louise is it's got some really good realism and they're quite grounded characters. But it's also very stylish yeah it's very 90s um so the music reflects that and the setting it's like proper kind of well it's arkansas it's near texas it's all proper like southern america Mm. um so you've got vast dusty plains Deserts.
1: Yeah, b- a lot of like wide, long shots yeah. or it sort of thing. Very kind awesome. of cowboy style.
0: Um and it that makes it a little bit cheesy, but in a good way. Mm. Um but I just felt maybe in the dialogue scenes they maybe should have phased it out. Mm. Um but that is that is a minor thing to be honest. Yeah. That doesn't take away from it. I just I just did notice it. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Well I, I think that's pretty much cuz if you talk about I mean I mean the story is two women on the run from the law that's the story everything mm. else is just individual scenes that happen that make it a good film. Um so everything else is spoiler really. So we could yeah, jump into I mean, that in a minute.
0: You could probably talk a bit about cinematography.
1: So yeah, c- cinematography like the the location is always going to give you good shots because yep. you've got to go for that big open expanse um, and they chose a good car as well I felt it for the did. film
0: I at the, when we first started watching it I thought oh the cinematography is not really that impressive because the first kind of time they're driving it's a lot of the same shots mm. but then I noticed as the film went on it started to get more interesting so it's like a bit where a plane zooms overhead and then mm. it shows it from the perspective of the guy flying the plane yeah um, kind of yeah. Later on in the film, there's some really interesting camera work. There's it just takes a while to get into it. I found
1: there's a bit where they're driving really late at night out in like like near the canyons and stuff. And oh yeah, yeah, it's quite far behind and low behind the car, and that was a really nice shot. I thought
0: yeah, and the lighting was really good. Yeah, because the
1: light is only coming from the car. Yeah, which is really yeah.
0: good. Yeah, very atmospheric.
1: Um, yeah, that it was uh, with Ridley Scott. Like I. I don't know his style that well but yeah I feel it's very like grand shots is what he seems to go for like with Gladiator and stuff he did The
0: Duelists as well which is an interesting film which is Harvey Keitel again it's basically about these two guys in the Napoleonic wars who keep having duels and they, okay. they keep like wounding each other but they can't kill each other because hmm. they're both like really skilled duelists um and it goes on for for ages but it's it's a, it's actually a really good film because y- you don't really root for either one of them or you you find it hard to um but it's a really strange concept <laughs> but done well um but yeah, you're right he does do grand shots yeah um he's got a very well big scale to his films
1: yeah he's he's always got that cinematic look i think yeah for his films yeah. Um, but he's also got quite like a, a gritty look to all his films as well. He never goes like um, hyper realism, I think it is. no. So yeah, it was quite good. Yeah, the um the
0: tone's interesting as well um, because of, like I was saying earlier, uh, there were there were bits there were bits that I expected. So I thought it would be cheesy, mm-hmm. and I thought it would kind of be uh, of its time, which it is. Um, and sometimes I feel like a little bit too much, mm-hmm. but then other times it's very dark. Yeah. Um. There's some Just quite a couple shocking of bits. Sw-
1: like twist points, isn't there? In it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's um. It's quite shocking at times. Um. Which I guess is kind of merging Ridley styles, quite interestingly. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, it's it's interesting. Um. I feel like. Some of the acting at the start is a bit over the t- over the top, mm. but after the like, m- first main incident, it becomes much more. Um,
1: yeah, it realistic. becomes a
0: darker. Um, and their performances are much more grounded after that. Mm. Uh, there is also Michael Madsen, who's Jimmy. Um, he's oh yeah. Louise's boyfriend. He's quite an interesting character as well because they they kind of float the idea that like. Um, Thelma's husband, mm-hmm. he's uh a bit abusive. Mm. Um he gets he gets he doesn't get physical, but he starts getting angry. Smashing stuff at one mm. point. But he never touches her. No. And it it does reveal that he actually is he does feel very deeply for yeah, her.
1: because he's more just frustrated that he, she won't tell him anything, yeah. will she? So
0: But at the same time he He's quite a flawed individual. Mm. <laughs> like he, he, he proposes to her in the worst possible yeah. way. it's really lame, um, and just not much thought to it. But there, there are they have they have this big row, and then there's there's also quite a touchy moment. Yeah, uh, which again is is a nice bit of realism because it's the complexity of relationships. You know, it's uh, your you know. Tearing each other, tearing each other's hair out at one point, and like you know, getting it up the next. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you know they get they get that well, and Madsen's good. Um, he's very similar in most roles. I'm not. I
1: I know I recognize his face, but I don't know what else he's been in.
0: Reservoir Dogs. Um, oh yeah, he's yeah. the mad one in Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Kill Bill. He's in. Didn't um, he Kill Bill? Is he? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. The um, first one.
0: Or the second one.
1: Hmm. I, I feel. I feel like I. Second, one. Like the the second I, one. I feel like it's the second one. Yeah, because I've seen the first one quite a few times. But yeah, the second, he's in the only second one. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Um. Apart from that, I think it's pretty much it before spoilers. Brad Pitt's role
0: is pretty much. Um. He's he's quite funny, isn't he? Yeah. Um. And he's. We'll explain more about him because we don't want to give away too much because his his character twist is important. Mm. But. He is pretty boy Brad at this stage. Yeah. Um, charming Brad, I guess.
1: You're saying he's not now?
0: But yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs> what I do like about it is he's not, like, slick Brad. He's mm. not Ocean's Brad. There's something a bit... um, He's still juvenile about him. Mm. Like, he's... He's kind of a bit more friendly. And a bit... Not naive, but... A bit more kind of carefree and mm. hippie ish in a way, um, which is which is quite interesting, yeah, because it's like you can almost see what he's going to become, like in both of the terms of being a heartthrob and the sort of characters he'll play. Mm. But he's because he's a bit younger, that gives them leeway to be a play around with his characters, yeah, a bit so you more. don't know what he's going to be like, yeah, kind of like the same way that Tom Holland the earlier stuff he played was a bit goofy mm. and a bit nerdy which now he's getting a bit darker now maybe. he's getting darker maturer, mm. um playing different
1: sort of roles so be interesting to see where his career goes too indeed mm. yeah but yeah i think that's i think spoilers after that
0: yeah i th- I, d- I don't think we can talk much more without giving it away it's it's a very good film. Mm. It's a very good on-the-run film, Yeah, as well, it, as,
1: as well as just being a good film. It's, yeah, it is definitely a quintessential one. It's got, sure.
0: it's got a nice flow to it. So it's quite... We noticed that the, the start of it is quite quick-paced, didn't we? Yeah. But it packs quite a lot in,
1: Um, and there's a nice yeah, it's mixture. It's only two, two and a bit hours, two hours ten, I think. Yeah. Which isn't too long for a Ridley Scott film. And it's a nice mixture
0: of... It's not always um it's not always fun and cheesy mm. and it's not always dark and gritty. There's a nice merge, which for that sort of film that's kind of what you want. So yeah. the, like the same the same comparisons like Into the Wild where he goes off on this adventure and he's having a great time one moment and then the harsh reality of something happening in the next moment mm. and it kind of dips goes up and down and up and down and it's a roller coaster of emotions. Mm. But you know, it's it's got a bit of everything
1: yeah um, yeah a bit of humor, a bit of seriousness, and everything
0: yeah I think it's well worth a watch if you want a good on the run film, you want some good character development and you want a mixture of of kind of fun on the run and you know harrow- harrowing stuff on the run as well yeah um so yeah, good okay. balance
1: cool well, i think
0: it's I think it's time. The spoiler time. Before. Oh no shit. Yeah, different it's time. It's The, main, the, main, the event.
1: main event. Yeah. I've already drawn the curtain this time, so I haven't got to draw it and then draw it again to do the piece. Good thinking. So can I get my hand. I'm gonna grab the curtain and hit the mic <laughs> and do this. It's a beach ball! <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> no, it's our mystery guest. <laughs> It's a beach ball. <laughs> it's not a beach ball, Dad. You ruined it. Right. Okay, this time, go.
0: I should say something reassuring and non
1: There we go. Thank you very much. Beach ball. Beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way Blink was like, huh! when I drew the curtain. He's always prepared. He is. To sit back down and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was our mystery guest. Yeah. And that was the end of the first part, I but- think time for spoilers yeah thank you for joining as ever uh, have a lovely evening or day because they could listen to this at any time or life have a lovely life they could be listening to this in the apocalypse for all we know that's true that's depressing i'm sorry if we <laughs> all last hope <laughs> uh, spoilers yeah yes there's not much particularly that i think you worth just said it was all spoilers it, it is but it's all like how can i put it all of the scenes, th- there's pretty much one big spoiler, which is the cause of them going on the yeah. run. And then everything else is just individual scenes that, without watching them in order, don't really have any context. So there's not that much to mention. Like, for me, I would say. I think I'll go then. <laughs> <laughs> I would say uh, the cause of going on the run, um, the robbery scene, and then Brad Pitt's. Like twist, yeah. twist, yeah. I think that's pretty much all there is to really bother mentioning. Oh, and the ending, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is quite a lot. Just like four things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm a simple the... man. Four things is a lot. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, the reason they go on the run, I thought, was good. So it's Thelma's basically almost raped by some this guy at the bar, but Louise comes along and shoots him. and Well, isn't gonna shoot him, but Holland. then. Fucking Harlan is that the guy? Yeah, yeah. greasy
0: um, bastard, played by Timothy carhartt I a, have seen in something.
1: What a actor who plays a prick? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, she she is gonna walk away, but then he says something to piss her off, and then she shoots him in the chest.
0: Which I
1: wholeheartedly agree with. Mm. Like I, th- you know, maybe should have shot him in the balls, so because that's that would have been less of a problem.
0: Him. Like you know. Let him bleed out a bit and then like as he's kind of you know, there's still a possibility. Yeah, as the ambulance arrives, uh, yeah, start recovering in and shooting the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
1: but yeah, I thought it was quite a um what's the word I'm looking for? Like honest reason for them to go on the run. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably not the word I'm looking for, but like, you know, it's it's not like a crime of passion or anything. It's like you know, it's just like a fuck you, I've got a gun in my hand and you said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um,
0: it, it's very well written. Also, in the res- in the aspect of you can understand why she does, why Louise does it, because he taunts like not only he pushes it. Not only did he do that, try and do that, mm. but he doesn't even have the shame to just leave it. He fucking yeah. goes. He one pushes step it further. further. Plus, the very clever bit is what you actually find out that does that has happened to Louise. Yeah which explains why she would do that. Mm.
1: I did quite like the way when you find out that it had happened to her, um, she doesn't want to talk about Louise, it. And then she doesn't. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah. Louise, when you find out that Louise was raped, she, does, um, yeah. she, she, she just doesn't goes, want to go through Texas because that's, that's the reason. To her. Um, but she, yeah, she just goes, I don't, when Thelma works it out, she just goes, I don't want to talk about it. And that, that's enough. You know, you don't, you don't need her to tell her whole dramatic story about it, you know it's a horrible thing, it's mm. just you know, she doesn't want to talk about it, I think that's that's the best way of doing it in the context of this story I thought it was really well done Yeah, it's evidence of saying a lot without saying much mm.
0: also reinforced by Sarandon's physical acting, like yeah. what, what she conveys with her face which, you know, she's always been brilliant
1: at Yeah um, and then uh, the other parts go, go in the other direction in terms of tone, the locking the cop up in the car was hilarious yeah like apparently
0: just... the crying he does was improvised <laughs>
1: which is genius because I that made cause changes I'm, the tone of the scene massively. I was thinking
0: this is a funny scene and then that happened and I thought oh thank you so much for doing that because <laughs> I wanted that to happen, I was waiting for that to happen,
1: basically this really badass looking cop really tough guy attitude job's worth. And then as soon as uh, she fires the gun, he bursts into tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Oh, and the guy who finds him was even better. Uh, the the Jamaican guy who comes along, he's smoking weed, hears the cop in the car, and he just completely ignores him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I think this is the genius of the film, like I was saying earlier. It's, you know, for every kind of dark harrowing moment, there's a bit of humour there, a bit there, of levity. In there um which you know which is a, what a good road trip film is mm. because there's so much intense experiences if if you know if it if things happen like that um that is captured well
1: mm. um um yeah the other scenes as well i th- so worth mention Brad Pitt's character so he turns out to be a thief and robs them And then basically he tells the story of how he robbed a, uh, like a shop before, and then she goes and does it. Uh, Thelma goes and robs the store in the exact same way. I thought that was really funny, Mm. (laughs) because I wonder how well that would actually work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's this. Um, there is definitely this interesting idea that there's multiple broken characters in this film, not just Thelma and Louise. Mm. And uh, I think that is. M- makes you invest more because they're believe they're not they're not just believable characters but they're flawed characters mm. and I think that's <coughs> always more effective in terms of storytelling and character development um but there's definitely a theme of that lost souls almost mm. um which kind of explains why it goes the direction it does yeah it sets it sets the groundwork
1: up nicely. For, uh, the for the ending, especially the ending, yeah, mm.
0: Mm.
1: and yeah, I, the ending in particular is really good because I, al- I always knew it ended with them driving off the cliff. But I didn't realize it was literally mid-air film ends, like yeah. it's just you drive off the cliff and It's like what the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about the ending. I, I feel maybe part of me feels like maybe it should have been played a bit straighter. Because compared to other bits in the film, it's quite their performance is a little bit over the top. Yeah, but it also does kind of give it a bit of energy, and it yeah um doesn't make it just bleak. Because in in a way they've kind of you know they're free. Mm. It's it's really sad, but. You know, it's it's kind of this. It's kind of the point
1: of the film, is they're escaping from everything. Exactly,
0: Mm. exactly. Which is, yeah, it's it's an odd one. It's an odd one in terms of tone, because it does kind of fluctuate between like ultra realistic and quite uh, and quite over the top. But I think that is gives it a a uniqueness. Mm. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I kind of feel like Ridley's done it deliberately to kind of a bit of juxtaposition in there. I mean, Ridley's got some terrible films, but at the same time, I think he knows what he's doing most of the time. Just not with the Alien franchise.
0: There are more films (laughs) of
1: his that I think are are, are good than bad. He just needs to stop making Alien films. Yeah, it's just something (laughs) he's become obsessed with. um, We get it. It's an alien. kills people. Exactly. We don't need any more than that. It would be funny if one day, like, a xenomorph actually showed up on Earth. And it was, like, the friendliest thing alive. <laughs> it's just, like, comes out, like the, t- like, the head, tongue, and just goes, hi, guys, you know, I just thought I'd come and introduce myself, you know, it's been a while. Like, Ob- Obama's been releasing a lot of stuff lately, the aliens, you know, like, lots of, like, alien UFO stuff that was uh, up until recently classified, mm-hmm. whereas now it's starting to come out, so there's, like, military videos and stuff. Right? It's going to turn out the aliens anymore, so are like, actually really friendly creatures. <laughs> and there's, like, Predators, which were also really friendly creatures. <laughs>
0: I mean, who knows? I mean, probably to other – if other species, extraterrestrial beings exist, Mm. we probably look terrifying and horrific to them. Maybe. So, actually, if they – you know, it's like in all the films and stories, that if they looked back through our history – Probably they'd be terrified of. They think, what the hell?
1: Or it'll be like in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it turns out aliens like the size of microbes compared to us, and a small dog eats an entire armada of aliens that are coming here to kill us. It's quite funny.
0: <laughs> you never know. You never know.
1: The possibilities are endless. Exactly. But for Thelma <laughs> Louise, it has nothing to do with aliens. So, no, fuck it. It doesn't.
0: It's uh the other good thing about this film is it's for the year as well although by this point stuff had started to shift in terms mm. of female representation it's there's still it's still problematic in hollywood oh yeah yeah um so the fact that i mean the fact that two female well-known female actresses in the roles you can see mm. male director yes female writer not so much at the time yeah you probably normally get a male writer mm. um and you've got to think about there are still films even now less yeah, right
1: terrible more. female characters or yeah. terrible male characters as well it's all,
0: it's always kind of the same idea yeah i mean i i was rewatching Highlander the other day which is entertaining mm. but typically it's ending with a sword fight between the two blokes and a woman a screaming woman tied to a billboard yeah. um who who literally has nothing to do but just wait for Christopher Lambert to rescue her, and Great. it's just like <laughs> exciting role. <laughs> it's it's weak <laughs> storytelling. It's unfair representation, and I just don't want it.
2: Mm.
0: We don't. No one wants it, exactly. right? <laughs> we want stuff like Filmer and Louise. Yeah, much more interesting. Likeable characters who are also flawed, also a little bit crazy, but very entertaining. And actually, no, they're not crazy. They're not crazy. Dan
1: was crazy at times, especially after she has sex with Brad Pitt. Then again, who wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I think that's a good time to end. Uh, thank <laughs> you for listening, and uh, I cut Dan off after his ending last week because I did. apparently you son of a uh, bitch. slightly edited it wrong. I didn't realize that, so uh, you got one for this week, Dan.
0: Well, all I'll say is. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you dare. <laughs>